नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चार वर्क पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा ऑलराइट सो आई हैव ऑलवेज वांटेड टू डू दिस शंभव एंड आई हैव बीन डिस्कसिंग दिस एटलीस्ट नाउ फॉर अ ईयर वेयर वी वर लाइक हमें एमएमए को इंडिया में चर्चा में लाना है सो आई ऑलवेज यूज्ड टू बी लाइक ठीक है कभी ना कभी करेंगे कभी ना कभी करेंगे यू नो एंड एंड टू ऑलवेज गेट डिलेड सो टुडे सडनली आई जस्ट मैसेज शंभव आई वाज लाइक लुक दिस वीकेंड वी हैव अ मेजर पेपरव्यू UFC 262 is around the corner it really has a very good card so should we start discussing shambhav like chalo karte hain and now we're just going to be doing it so shambhav thanks for coming on the podcast yeah thanks this is a long time you know it's been a, it's been in the post for a while so i'm glad we're finally taking it out of the post all right so shambhav let's start first with uh, UFC 262 so the card uh, so So uh, let's start with the main card first. So, hmm. so, uh, so obviously the main event is there: Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Yeah. So uh, now, let me start with something. Uh, I don't know. There is a little bit of a question mark uh, hmm. on this on this main event. So, so there has been some chat or some chatter in in the MMA media and the MMA circles where they say, "Did Michael Chandler deserve this title shot?" now so right. here's the story right the setup is that if somebody was asked who is the best 155 pound fighter in the world right now most people will go and say dustin poirier right uh, here's the catch uh, from what i know dustin poirier was offered the title fight against charles oliveira and he rejected the offer because he took the money fight with conor which conor. is the trilogy fight So in that case Charles Oliveira is deserving he's I think yeah. if I remember correctly on a eight fight or a nine fight winning streak now as of now with his last victory over Ferguson so definitely Oliveira was the rightful you know uh, you know uh, the title shot owner but the point is what do you make of this chatter about Michael Chandler not deserving to be in the title shot I don't know why he doesn't deserve to be in there because he I can I understand the point why people think he shouldn't be in there and it should either be Poirier who took the smart fight I think he did the smart thing by taking the money fight with Conor ke theek hai aap jao wahan par Conor se lado he feels he can beat Conor again make all of the money get yourself set for the future and you're only kitna 30 years 30 31 years ka hai wo he can come back for and fight for the title anytime he's going to be number 1 so he can come back and fight the winner of olivera and chandler not a problem the one person that i was thinking maybe could have had it was gechi kyunki gechi has beaten all the best people he has only lost to uh, khabib so you could have made a very good case ki should we should it be gechi or should it be chandler i think that's a better question i think porier rejected the fight he wants to do the smart thing i completely agree with what he's decided to do The question real here is कि गेची को मिलना चाहिए या चैंडलर को मिलना चाहिए ओलेवेरा हैज अर्नड इट फॉर श्योर हीज बिन इन देर डूइंग द वर्क फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम दैट्स द क्वेश्चन दैट आई वॉन्ट यू टू आंसर कि गेची को मिलना चाहिए था कि चैंडलर को मिलना चाहिए था बिकॉज चैंडलर इज नंबर फोर गेची इज नंबर थ्री इन द रैंकिंग्स बट द प्रॉब्लम विद गेची इज दैट हीज कमिंग ऑफ अ लॉस ऑल बी एड टू खबीब पॉइंट इज देन हाउ डज यू एफ सी जस्टिफाई गिविंग समन बैक टू बैक टाइटल शॉर्ट्स I mean, his last fight was a title I mean, fight. Uh, he lost at, it. Yeah, I mean that's what they did with uh, what's his name though, um, Masvidal. Yeah, he lost he and get, got another title shot. 
but Masvidal took the first title shot at a six-day notice. So he always had that get out of jail card free. Sure. Gechi had a full camp against Khabib. He was outclassed by Khabib. Then Gechi who isn't outclassed been... by Khabib? Fair enough. I, I yeah. think the only t- you know what's funny. Do you know they gave the first round to Gechi in that fight of yeah. Gechi and Khabib? Yeah, yeah. I know. So officially, Olympics, man, brutal. Yeah. So the, officially, in the career of Khabib, there are only two people who took a round of him. One is Gechi. <laughs> one is Connor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Khabib's level. Yeah, we have to discuss how many people took a round took of a him. Took a round of him. That's how we judge fighters against him. Yes, yeah, so, so it's it's kind of uh, unbelievable. So here's the catch, right? Now, Chandler is coming off a victory, albeit against Dan Hooker, but Dan Hooker is a great fighter. I mean, yeah. top five guy. And Gechi is coming off a loss. So I think that although uh, I have to admit, Gechi has a very strong case for a title chart in the absence of Khabib because if Khabib is not there, Gechi is the person, the the you know the go-to guy. Yeah. So now here's the thing. Forget what's going to happen now. So we are going to be discussing the next pay-per-view when it's about to start. But I just have another question. So we all know Poirier versus Connor is happening until yeah. and unless something you know happens, an injury or freak injury or some sort of COVID-related thing. But so, should the winner of Poirier and Connor become the next title fight, uh, get the next title fight against the winner of Chandler and Oh yeah, Oliveira? definitely, definitely. That's who should that's who it, who should be. If if Poirier wins, he should be a shoe in for the next title fight. He should fight the winner of Oliveira and Chandler, hundred percent. But then, what does Gaethje do then? <laughs> well, that's that's the that's the. Bad situation that Gechi is in because the thing is, whoever wins that fight, it's such a big, high-profile fight. It's a many fight. It's the, you know, it, it it's it, it's the com- uh, culmination of that big trilogy that Poirier and Connor have had. So all the attention is going to be on the winner of that fight, and we all know Uncle Dana. Uncle Dana doesn't care about who's high in the rankings, who's doing well, who's doing what. Uncle Dana cares about who's going to sell the most number of pay-per-views. That's what Uncle Dana cares about. And Uncle Dana knows that whoever wins out of uh, Poirier and McGregor, all the spotlight is going to be him. He's going to have the star status in the company at that point in the lightweight division. So he's the one that's going to sell the tickets. He's the one that's going to sell the pay-per-views. So that's what's going to matter at the end of the day. That's the problem. You can say it's a problem with when a company like the UFC has like a near monopoly in the MMA world. But that's just how Uncle Dana works. So I think that's what's going to happen. So now coming back to the main event. So who do you think in in your in your what's your hunch? So who, who do you think is this one? What was interesting if you watched the embedded series the on YouTube, the, the UFC makes a great embedded series. If people haven't seen them, you should they should check it out. But if you watch the embedded series on YouTube, one of the things that I heard Oliveira say on the embedded series was very interesting. He said that I'm going to continuously keep moving forward. My goal in this fight is to keep moving forward and take the war to him. Which was very surprising because I didn't think that's what was going to be his goal. Because I've never seen Oliveira as like an elite striker. I've seen him as like an elite sort of BJJ guy who can submit people on the ground and things like that. And I would think that you would invite... and Michael Chandler, if you watched his fight with uh, Dan Hooker, 
his his whole thing is like very khabib like pressure 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 but he his striking is a lot better than khabib so he puts a lot of pressure he keeps moving forward and he hits very hard and he hits very well that's what he did to dan hooker so i was thinking that for a guy that's so submission heavy like olivera his strategy would be let him come let him come let him try to take me down let him try to fight me in on my turf and then i'm going to grab a guillotine i'm going to try and choke him out or something like that but for him to say that i'm going to try and walk him down i'm going to try and hit him i'm going to try and like punch his face off i don't know what the thinking behind it is i'm sure i mean they're a lot smarter than i am so obviously they have, i'm sure they have like some sort of a game plan about it but i don't know if that's the best way to fight chandler i still think chandler's probably a slight favorite in that in that game but i don't because i i'm not entirely sure what olivera's game plan is going to be going into the fight yeah but here's the thing right when you have two grapplers usually what ends up happening is they both avoid taking each other down and they end up having a slugfest yeah. so uh, when it comes to that i maybe uh, see look i'm not a uh, mixed martial arts expert i just love the sport and from what i've heard different experts talking about it if it stays you know it does not go on the ground then i think chandler has a slight advantage from what i've understood yeah. he has a far better striking game than olivera but here's the thing olivera i think has the record for the highest submissions in that weight class right yeah. so if it goes on the ground now chandler is a wrestling background guy olivera yeah. is a bjj guy so obviously these are two different styles of grappling now what would be interesting is that it, it, it was very interesting what it what it remind their style sort of not really it's a bad analogy really but it sort of reminded me of the Ben Askren versus Damian Maya match oh yes the, the big difference being that Chandler's a much much better striker than Ben Askren his striking oh, yes. is really 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 elite so that's the big difference but in terms of styles is very similar to Askren and Maya match yeah but uh, to be very honest you know what when it comes to this card the I'm actually not looking forward to this particular fight the most. I'll tell you the mm. the, the one fight that I'm actually looking forward to the most uh is Shane Burgos versus Edson Barboza. So It's a great fight. I mean any fight that involves Edson Barboza is going to be a great fight. Yeah. So, well any that, fight that involves Tony Ferguson is going to be a great fight. Yeah, I agree. So I, yeah. yeah, so I I was going to talk about that too. So again So let's talk about Tony Ferguson. I think he's now lost two fights in a row or three fights in a row. How many has he lost? Two in a row, I no, think. Two in a row. Yeah. So he lost to Gaethje in the in the interim title fight. Yeah. And then he lost to Oliveira. Yeah. Now, so let me paint this picture for you. Benil Darius, I think, absolutely deserves this fight. He has been on a absolute tear himself. He's been knocking people out. I mean, the yeah. famous Joe Rogan expression. Fight of the night, this. man. Yeah, What a yeah. good fight that was! Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. So, so uh, I think Benil Darius. I don't think so. You know, I, I would not call anybody crazy if they say Darius has a decent chance against Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Tony Ferguson, obviously, you know, is a great UFC fighter. He had a 12-fight winning streak. Uh, you know, everybody knows his uh, his record very well. But here's the thing. So my question is, there's a lot more at stake for Tony Ferguson. then Benil Darius yeah. Benil Darius even if he loses this fight he can always come back and say hey i lost to a top five guy you know he was one of the best and he can you know 
get up from the bottom and you know try and make his way up on the top again but what happens if tony ferguson loses this third fight in a row where do you see things going for him because you know ufc has been cutting a lot of fighters yeah. well it 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 really reminds me of the fight that happened this weekend which was uh, cowboy seroni versus morono it reminded me of that very much because it was like tike if morono loses to cowboy then he loses to one of the you know hall of famers like he he loses to an absolute ufc legend there's no shame in it his stock doesn't get hurt at all he can come back tomorrow and he can be like hey i i still deserve to be here because i lost to a freaking animal like cowboy seroni but then if cowboy seroni loses he's like dude you lose to lose to this guy called morono nobody's even heard of him and you get knocked out in the first round you've had like another couple of first round finishes already in the in your last two or three fights where do you go from there similarly with tony as well i feel like with tony and the way he fights if you watch all of his fights he the the reason he was so popular the reason people liked him because this guy's all action a lot like uh, a lot like holloway like he's all action he's always action he's not trying to take a rest he's not trying to take somebody down unless they're trying to take him down he is in there with his wing chun he's trying to get in there hit people with his elbows and all that stuff so in those fights and particularly in that bloody uh, gechi fight he took a lot of damage in every fight he can take a lot of damage it's just that he has a chin which is he has an un- inhuman chin that's his secret weapon that's been for a while he's got a crazy crazy chin in the in the in that fight in the gechi fight you also saw he's got a crazy chin but the thing is when you become like 38 39 how long is that chin going to last that's the question so what is what are you trying to do with like a guy like uh, dariush are you trying to do the same thing that you've done for the past 12 years as you go in you go for a war like is that what you're trying to do because that's what dana is going to come and tell you if you lose that yeah you've you've gotten beaten up so badly in the last three fights do you have that chin anymore do i want you to take all that damage anymore are you going to have a pathway to the title anymore do you want to do this anymore that's the kind of stuff that dana is going to say to him so i do think it's a big fight for him and i think he's in a similar boat not the same boat but a similar boat to to cowboy where maybe he has to do a little bit of thinking What do you think? Yeah, you not, think he's close not, to that just, or not? Ferguson, not just does he have a chin? I think his mind is made of, I think, different neurons. Yeah, Because you remember the armbar, armbar of yeah. Oliveira. How did he not submit to that? I thought his <laughs> arm would snap out, and yeah. he. I remember watching the fight. Dude, uh, the anybody replay. that gets hit by Justin Gaethje so many times should have died. Anyone should have died, but he's still alive and he's still fighting. No, no, but you you remember when Oliveira did that armbar? Tony had that split moment where he went into a lot of pain. I remember yeah. his facial expression, and then suddenly his expression changed as if he trained his mind to not feel the pain. I don't know what yeah. he does. I mean, his brain functions differently because when I saw the arm, so normally your arm is like this. That was it's like this, man. It was like yeah. completely this way. Yeah. Yeah, how the hell did he manage that? I did not know how he managed that. Uh, when I was watching it, I could not watch it. Obviously, I was like, okay, that's painful to watch. Yeah, he's actually going through that. As far as I'm concerned, I think Tony Ferguson, they won't cut him. 
because he still has a lot of value yeah, of he could be an amazing you know main card fighter or he could be uh you know he could still attract a lot of he people could be a really wise. good like if he loses this one he i can see him becoming kind of like a gatekeeper fighter where they feed him to the up and coming new guys yeah so i i still think he would uh, not with cowboy it's a different issue i think cowboy i'm concerned about his health and his wellness i think he's taken uh, he's had five losses now in a row cowboy yeah five in a row i think i think all of them are tkos if i remember I correctly so. yeah yeah all of them are tkos i uh, you know there's a time in a fighter's life where you just you know i like i remember chuck ladell right chuck ladell he was a killer and yeah. then the chin just chin just goes gone. away yeah yeah and you just touch and he's gone so it, it all started with the rashad evans fight right with rashad evans and rashad just touched him and yeah. chuck was gone and since then it was all downhill and i remember dana telling chuck little look don't fight i'll give you a job inside the <laughs> you know, ufc but i don't want you to fight and and i think cowboy is i still don't think tony ferguson is at that stage no. personally in, in comparison to uh, cowboy soroni but yeah i am worried about tony ferguson but if tony wins so let us flip it around around during but if tony wins then what do you do with him who do you give him next because he's beaten kevin i remember the, kevin that that was yeah. his, kevin, yeah, lee. kevin lee because that was his interim title fight so he beat yeah. him so where does he go he's lost to gechi so let's yeah. say uh poria versus conor conor loses again which i think the probabilities of conor losing to poria are very high so do you do a conor and tony fight that's a good fight i i i remember islam makachev wanted tony ferguson that could be a good if if he wins that could be a good fight i feel like even mm. if he yeah if he wins if he wins islam makachev could be a good fight. i'd love to see that fight I would love to see Islam Makachev Tony Ferguson fight. That's a great fight. I I remember DC talking about that fight a couple of weeks ago as well. I would love to see that fight. That's a great matchup of styles because Islam Makachev is is such like elite level catch wrestling. Tony's got that elite level wrestling, elite level submission game. I think that could be a really really good fight to watch. If he loses, then I'm not entirely sure what you do with him. Rafael uh, dos Anjos Yeah I I that's a normal that's a good fight to make. I don't think Islam Makachev wants to fight him if he loses. I think Islam Makachev wants to fight him if he wins, then I would make that fight because that's a fight I would personally want to watch. I don't want to watch him fight Conor even though he will he would want to fight Conor, but I would like to see him fight Islam Makachev if he wins. For the record, everybody would want to fight Conor because exactly. whenever you fight Conor you make the most money. I mean, I was just looking at the numbers. You get set so- for life. Yeah, it was basically five top five pay-per-views in the history of the Ultimate Fighting yeah. Championship. All five involve Conor. <laughs> yeah. Remember, he had this, he had this big, uh, he had this line in a press conference. Remember when he was like, "Anybody who fights, uh, everybody who fights, come and comes and fights me." He's like, he goes home and he's like, "Baby, bring out the red underwear. I'm gonna fight <laughs> Conor McGregor. We're set for life." <laughs> That's true. He's just like. and and this is the problem for the uh, ufc right because you can't give uh you know easy fights to conor because he is a good fighter yeah, sure. still yeah. but if conor keeps losing mm. his star value goes down and the ufc can't milk their cash cow 
So yeah. this is such a tough spot for UFC that you can't do this, you can't do that. But now let us go into speaking of cash cow. Let me let me yeah, yeah. bring this to you really quickly, and we can go to it. And I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit too much, but since we're on cash cows and popular fighters, I want to ask you this. Uh-huh. This is such a strange situation because UFC 263, you have Leon Edwards fighting Nate Diaz, another uh-huh. huge star for UFC. Yeah. Most people are expecting, and so am I, for Leon Edwards to beat Nate Diaz because Leon Edwards is a very complete fighter and he mm-hmm. should, on paper, beat Nate Diaz. Yes, yes. Think about this. If Khudana Khasta, Nate, Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards, what the hell I happens fight. then? He loses the BM. That's what I'm saying. This guy loses a fight, goes away for a year, out of the blue gets a fight, and if he beats this guy... Straight into the title picture. Yeah, he is, and and you know what, the UFC wants uh, Nate to win. Uh, of because course again, they do, man. Imagine he, the bloody card if yeah. Nate, Nate Diaz is fighting for the title. Imagine the pay per view buys. Yeah, so that, that's the whole thing. So UFC would love. See what happens is look, uh, look at it from an Ultimate Fighting Championship point of view. Let's say Edwards beats Diaz, which is most likely going to happen. Yeah. Edwards' stock increases because he beat Diaz. He beats a star, so, yeah. So he becomes, uh, uh, you know, more relevant in terms of, uh, you know, eyeballs. If Diaz beats Edwards, he beat a guy who was on a, you know, X number of fights winning streak. Elite. He gets straight into yeah. a title. He gets straight into a title shot. And then Usman would love to fight Diaz because Usman would... Although I think they're going to make Usman versus Covington as the next fight. Yes. They've already announced that. But don't yeah. be surprised if Covington is put aside and they put Diaz straight into the title fight. And they're like, bring me the money. Yeah. I still I, think... I, I do believe though that Usman Covington too is going to make a lot of money. It's going mm-hmm. to get a lot of pay-per-view buys, sell a lot of tickets. It's going to do well. So I think if Nate Diaz does win, I think that the... They'll do the next fight. They won't cancel mm-hmm. this fight. They'll do the next fight because this fight is still going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So, so now let us get into. I think what most people don't realize is that uh, when you have you. One second, one second. The, the, I want to pull up this comment. People are saying I don't get it. I don't understand this comment at all. People what are is saying so boring Usman about is boring. it? Boring, dude. He knocked out a guy that has not been knocked out in thirteen years. Knocked him out cold. What do you want from him? I don't understand. He beat the shit out of Gilbert Burns, one of the most dangerous strikers yeah. in that division. What do you want from him? What do you want Because in his first two or three fights, he used to wrestle a lot. Because against Tyron Woodley, he wrestled him. That makes him boring. Look at all his previous fights in the last four or five fights. Man, He's destroyed every single opponent. He's outstruck people like Jorge Masvidal, who thought... Nobody can outstrike Jorge Masvidal. Beat the shit out of him. Knocked him out cold. Beat the shit out of Gilbert. What do you want What makes him boring? I don't get it. And do people forget the first Kobe Covington versus uh, Usman fight was all action. All was one action. of the best fights. Yeah. And it was 2-2-2. Two to two. It wasn't even like, you know, it was like a complete boring domination by Usman. It was 2-2-2 two to two going into the final round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that that's the thing. So, okay. So, now I think the 262 prelim card is also pretty good. Jacare Souza is going to fight Andre Munoz. That's mm. a very good fight. 
And I think Antonina Shevchenko is also fighting Andrea Lee. I think these two fights. Yes. Although the, so people will say Lando Venara is there. So Lando, whenever Lando Venara fights, there's always fireworks. So that's there. Even the early prelims has, uh, I think, Gina Mazzani fighting. So that also is not a bad thing. So I just want to tell people when uh, when the 262 uh, you know main event starts. I think it starts at 7:30 a.m. in the morning in India. By the way, it's either going to be on Sony 10.2 or Sony 10.3. So get up in the morning and watch it. I, I understand if you don't watch the prelims and the uh, you know Fight Pass prelims, it's it's impossible. It, mm. it starts too early. But if you are a UFC fan, I would recommend all of you to buy the UFC Fight Pass. Um, yeah, it's it's the best archive. If you if you 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 get Pride fights, you get Strike Force fights, and this is not sponsored by UFC. By the way, we UFC one paisa nahi deti hai. UFC would do. Degi to le lenge, aisi baat nahi hai. Degi to le lenge, magar ham UFC ko favor kar rahe hain. Is samay halat yeh hai ki UFC India ke Twitter handle ke 14,200 followers hain. Unke halat unke hal bade kharaab hai. We just love the sport, and we we genuinely are in love with the sport, and that is why we talk about this. That's all the reason is. But yeah, so Sony 10, 2, and 3. I mean, I can't stand the Hindi Hindi commentary part, so I just avoid it. Mere se nahi hota. Main nahi dekhta. Main main English ka dekhta hu. Magar and yeah, if outside India, you guys have to buy pay per view. So whatever, you guys can buy the pay per view and watch it. But yeah, in India, luckily we don't have to buy a pay per view. We have really. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. to cable TV. Pe aata hai. Humko wow. Pay -per -view nahi dekhna. wow. That's nice. Must be nice. Yeah, so. So, so that, another another one that I wanted to talk about before we go anywhere with this is uh, I watched one of my most favorite fights of the last few months was mm -hmm. the fight night a couple of weeks ago, which was Reyes versus Prohaska. And okay. That was a great fight because it, it, the lightweight division is also shaping up fairly nicely. Heavyweight division for in a very, very long time has finally become a little bit interesting. Same, I think you can say about the lightweight division as well. It's become a, become interesting. And it's become interesting because of this guy, Giri Prohaska, who incidentally had a, had a lot of opportunities before um, before this fight and before he came into the UFC, he had a lot of opportunities to enter the UFC. But he said that he wanted to wait. He wanted to get the perfect opportunity and he wanted to come to the UFC when he was ready. And speak about timing because I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the lightweight division and people can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. That somebody comes in and two fights later, he's fighting for the title. I don't think this has ever happened in the lightweight I division in the UFC. I yeah. don't remember. Aapne aaye, aapne fights ki and suddenly you're fighting for the title. And whether or not he deserves it or not, I don't I don't know. I think he does because the lightweight division isn't really that stacked, in my opinion. So when you come into the title picture and you beat a former title challenger, knock him out like uh Ozdemir, you come in and you beat knock out Ozdemir clean, cold, then you come in, then you fight. The guy, the only guy that people have been saying that he was the only guy that has actually beaten John Jones, which was Reyes. A lot of people believe that he beat him in the first fight in the when they fought together. So you come in, fight the guy who possibly beat John Jones, and then you knock him out cold again. I think you make a very good case that you should be you should probably be fighting for the title next. Now, what is going to be 
what is going to be interesting and we can come into this later but did you did you watch that fight and what did you think about that fight oh my god what a fight <laughs> i mean oh my god. props to dominic reyes when he would take a punch and he would give two back give one back yeah and his left hand is murder man bahut dangerous left hand is alega magar ye banda kya cheez hai what the hell what yeah. kind of a fighter and imagine mug and and this is where you know sham let's talk about this too we're going to be covering other you know other uh, promotions too but let us talk about this uh, there is a lot of ufc centric mma discourse look i get it ufc is by far if you look at it you know in in terms of the depth of the roster uh, it is the it has the best fighters in the world i accept that i am not debating that but did you see this guy he came from outside he could have come earlier ufc was calling him and he said yeah. na main aur acha ho kya hunga tumhare paas so and I, he's now he's taking people's souls <laughs> yeah i mean see people don't realize ustamir had a title shot against daniel yeah. cormier ustamir was on a run until he you know kind of went off it then ustamir i think he he had a very close fight with dominic reyes too I mean, it could have been given to anyone that yeah. fight, but uh, Reyes got it uh, against Ustamir. So this guy beats Ustamir. Now <laughs> this guy beats Reyes. Absolute killers, and people don't realize there is a certain rackage around hovering in yeah. the light heavyweight division. So the light heavyweight is on fire suddenly because John Jones is out of the picture, and it's all open. It's open season yeah. in the light and heavyweight the, division. Now the now the mice can come out and play, basically. Yeah, the cat is away. Yeah. And you know, imagine obviously Blahovich is going to fight uh, the rightful guy. They are most of Nami Bulga. Kya who's the fighter? Uh, Glover Teixeira. Teixeira, yeah. So I think Glover deserves the title shot. He's earned it. Yeah. But yeah, come on, let's get real. I think whosoever wins this fight uh, between Blahovich and Teixeira, they have to face माइक्रोफोन Mike business. You know, Chael Sonnen was a big fan of pro wrestling. He understands yeah. that if you want to win, if you want to make money, if you want to be a star, you want to, you need to be a star not just in the cage. You need to be a star on the mic. But thing with Kumaru is he's not very good on the mic, but he's an absolute elite, top of the food chain fighter in the cage. So that's the th- that's the same thing he reminds me in that sense a lot of gsp where gsp was not very good on the mic he would smile he would shake people's hands he would say i respect my opponent you you remember gsp after war the the matt matthews fight matthews fight i yeah, yeah. i am not really impressed i am not ha- <laughs> impressed with your performance yeah. oh my god that was terrible i was like that was like his worst trash talk ever that was the only <laughs> time in his life that he trash talk and he was like i'm not very impressed with your performance oh my god and then even after that even the bisping fight he was like i very much like michael bisping i very good guy and michael bisping's like dude i'm trying to sell a fight here can you get angry please <laughs> <laughs> so in that yeah. way he reminds me of GSP like he's not very good on the mic but he's just an elite 
absolute top of the food chain, 0.01% uh, UFC fighter. So that's just who he is. And people maybe don't appreciate him right now. And just like people, everybody now loves GSP. I remember when GSP was fighting, everybody was like, hey, boring, boring, boring. But now everybody loves GSP. Same thing's probably going to happen to Kamaru as well. Well, 10 years from now, everybody's going to be like, oh my God, Kamaru, what a great fighter. I love Kamaru Usman, man. He is such a good fighter. And especially since he's gone to Trevor Whitman, his striking has just gone to another level. It's it's so obvious, Kamaru, before Trevor Whitman and after Trevor Whitman. The, 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 the change in his game is so obvious. And even novices like us can see it. Yeah. So imagine, it's it's unbelievable. I I, I was just blown away. Yeah. So now now that we've discussed UFC 262, mm-hmm. I want to start talking about some other things. So obviously, you know the previous fight night, uh, it was called Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. Other than the uh, Asha, before there, we move on, just tell me this really quickly. What do you want? To, so before we move on from the light heavyweight topic, do you think Prohaska should wait almost a year between? Between now and whenever the winner of uh, Teixeira and Blahovich might want to fight again. So, Teixeira and Blahovich are fighting when? September, I think? I think, I think September. July. Maybe August. Uh, Maybe August they're going to fight. So, August they're going to fight. So, Prohaska has to now wait from now till August. And after August, whoever the winner is, is probably going to take another six months. So, that means that Prohaska, if he wants to fight for the title... He's waiting from end of April all the way to possibly February, March. So basically, he's waiting on a full year, no it's, fighting. It, it's in uh, it's on fifth September. Fifth September. So whoever wins is going to be like, "Nay, Mirko, though I need another six months to heal up, get a proper camp, and all of that stuff." Package, package. So that's what I'm asking. Do you think that he should wait for a whole year? Or do you think he should fight Rakic and risk losing the title shot? Yeah, I think he should fight Rakic. That's the fight to make. Get uh, Rakic and uh, Prohashka, you know, in the in the cage, and then the winner of that gets the title shot against the okay. winner of uh, Blahovic and uh, Teixeira. I think that's the fight to make. Okay. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking too. I mean, because a lot of people would tell probably tell him, "Why? Just wait. Just wait, and then fight for the title." He wants to fight Rakic. It seems like he wants to fight Rakic. Yeah. Uh, and I think he should. He should clear up, clean up the division. Hmm. So, okay. So, unfortunately, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw was cancelled uh, because uh, what a great fight. Dillashaw had an eye injury. But yeah. uh, So, which was your favorite fight? Obviously, um, I think Watterson versus uh, Marina Rodriguez was an amazing fight. That was a great uh, fight. Watterson, Watterson really came back in round four and five, especially in round five when she kicked her in the body. And, uh, you know, Rodriguez was in trouble there. So, yeah. so, that was a good fight. But I don't know if that was my favorite fight. Uh not, nor was the Morono versus Cerrone fight. I <laughs> like the I like the Phil Hawes and Kyle. Yeah, uh, I was fight. just yeah, I was gonna say that that was my favorite fight. Phil Hawes fight. versus Kyle Dawkins was an amazing fight. And did you see the submission <laughs> of Carlston Harris in the prelim preliminary card, the first yep. fight? Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> That yeah, was, was amazing. A, that was a really good fight. Uh, Phil Hawes one I really enjoyed because Phil Hawes got rocked really bad in the first round. And then in the second round as well, he got rocked initially really bad and his legs were gone. 
and then goes and beats the shit out of Kyle Dawkins. It was a really good fight, fun fight, all three rounds. I think he was no, he did he knock him out, or did he win submission. unanimous? Oh yeah, it was submission. You're right, it was submission. You're uh, you're talking about which one? You're talking about the, the Phil Hawes and Dawkins. Was it submission or was it? No, no, that was decision. It was unanimous, that was unanimous decision. decision. Yeah, it was oh, unanimous I thought you were decision. talking about the other one. Yeah, yeah, that was unanimous decision. So yeah, so that card was amazing. I think you should go and check out maybe a couple of fights there too. I would say you know Rodriguez versus Watterson fight was amazing. Yeah. By the way, Neil Magny, man, this guy keeps winning. <laughs> you know, he keeps he lost to uh, he lost his last fight. Yeah, but he again comes back and he wins this fight. Now, one fight I want to talk about. Who's this guy? Yar, wo, jisko COVID ho gaya aur wo bot time se chale gaya. That Russian, I keep forgetting names, man. Jo, jisko Dana White bhot pasand hai. Jo, ek din 170 mein ladta hai, fir dusre din 185 mein jaake ladta hai. Arey, yar, wo kaun tha, yar? The guy who was supposed to fight. Uh, oh, oh, Ed- are you talking about uh, Edwards? Uh, what is his name, man? The one with the cleft lip, yar. Main uska naam bhul gaya. Arey, yar. He's got a little cleft lip. Main uska naam bhul gaya. سمتھنگ Whenever mm. you ask him to fight someone, he's ready. Neil Magny says, hai, do, And Chimaev is coming off back after a good layoff. That's a great fight mm. to me. I think if Chimaev wins that fight, then he can demand some really good fights as well. You know, possibly looking at uh, setting up for like a title fight. But I think that's a great fight to make. So Another, I saw, huh. I, you know what he said, right? He said, I want to fight four times this year. Once Chimaev said? Yeah, then I'll go to 185 and fight. Then I'll go back to 170 again. Then I'll go to 185 again. Oh, man. That entire region is just producing animals. It's amazing. So actually, you know what? Let's take this question by Sushant. I think he has asked a perfect question and we can get into a detailed discussion. So what is in for Izzy now? So as far as I know, Izzy is fighting the Italian guy, right? Vittori. Uh, Vittori. I think that's happening in July. Yeah. In July, uh, 265, That is right? 263. No, no, 263. It's coming up very soon, June 12th. Okay, June. Sorry. Yeah. So he's, June 12th, uh, 263. All right. So that is... Same card as uh, same card as Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. So, so here's the thing. From what I've understood is, obviously, they offered the fight to Robert Whittaker, but it's impossible. He broke his hand again, Robert Whittaker, yeah. in the last fight. And he's stuck in uh, quarantine in Australia. So yeah. it was impossible. So you know what UFC did there. They, is, Israel Adesanya wanted to fight in June. They offered Robert Whittaker knowing very well that he's going to reject gonna it. refuse. Yeah, he can't fight. So what, they, what do they do? Uh, and not that I'm complaining. I think Vettori deserves the title shot. Yeah. Vettori has earned his way. So this is the case. Now, here's the thing. We all know for sure now that Robert Whittaker gets the winner of Vettori and Israel Adesanya. So let's talk about Israel Adesanya. I'm a huge fan. I, I love Izzy. But here's the thing. I wanted to know your opinion. Hmm. Do you think the aura and the intrigue around Izzy has gone down after his loss at light heavyweight? 
Yeah, well, obviously a little bit. You know, every time you have an undefeated fighter, an undefeated fighter has a aura around them. Like no matter who they are, they have an aura of invincibility around them. That nobody can touch them. It's like almost like this. They're like a mythical figure. And if they lose, then suddenly that aura is gone. It, it's up to the. Then it really goes down to the fighter because. When you're an undefeated fighter, everybody's praying. Everybody wants you to lose. Everybody's desperate to see you lose. And as soon as you've lost, people get off your back and people move on to the next person. So now this is a big challenge for Izzy in, in the sense that, you know, with a lot of undefeated fighters, what happens is their motivation is sky high till they're undefeated. Once they suffer their first loss, you've seen a lot of undefeated fighters their motivation for fighting kind of goes away a little bit. You know, they lose something once they suffer a big loss. It happens to a lot of undefeated fighters. Happened to, what's that guy that lost to Brock Lesnar in his, another huge wrestling guy. He was like just knocking. He hadn't seen a second round in his entire career. And then he fought Brock Lesnar. And somehow Brock Lesnar survived the first round. Somehow he avoided getting knocked out. Even though he got punched really hard a couple of times. But then in the second round, the guy completely gassed out and then lost to Brock Lesnar. And then after that, he just never had that kind of career. So You're talking about what, Randy Couture or no, Frank no, no. Mir? No, no, no. Neither of them. Neither of them. It was a Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin. That's him. Shane Carwin. Undefeated, absolute monster. People are like, yeah, nobody can beat him. And he beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar is what almost knocked him out. He he Brock Lesnar literally got saved by the bell. Otherwise, he would have been gone. And then after that, Shane Carvin just never recovered. And so this is a trick for Izzy now where this is tricky ground because you're not an undefeated fighter anymore. You've, you've lost that aura. Do you have the motivation to keep going? Do you want to keep your belt? You want to go for the you know champ champ title again? I think Izzy does. I think he's a really motivated guy. I think he's a he's one of those elite fighters who just has that kind of mentality. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before all the time. So I think this Vittori fight is going to tell us a lot about what but, but, Israel Adesanya But do you is. think it's fair because Izzy never lost in the middleweight division? Yeah. Point number two. Izzy, I don't know why people think that the Vittori versus Izzy fight had some question mark. I think Izzy won that fight fair and square. I mean, I actually went and saw that fight again on Fight Pass yeah. just to make sure that I not I went and saw that fight. I mean, in my view, Izzy, it's not, it was not a, a cakewalk, but it was a tough fight. But I think Izzy was the rightful winner of that fight. I think Izzy I won know. that fight too, yeah. Yeah. So, so so here's the thing. Izzy has not lost in the middleweight. So are we confusing that maybe Izzy could have, you know, should have done the right thing by gaining weight, gain some yeah. power, and then maybe gone. And also, here's the thing. My worry now is that has Jan Blahovic exposed the one weakness in Izzy's game that is his you know takedown defense where if there is a or was that the case that you know Blahovic was just too powerful and he could take him down and keep him down while in the case of other middleweights that power is not going to be there so Izzy can always get up because I think that's to- that's a big one I think that's a big one what you just said there okay the the step up to lightweight was very big for Izzy because Izzy is a very big middleweight he's a huge middleweight he's a large guy it's like six foot one or something for middleweight. He's a big guy. So it's hard for people like Kelvin Gastelum to like just grab him and take him down. Mm-hmm. But light, light heavyweight is a whole different, you know, ball game. 
because there you have people like Jan Blauwey, giant freaking animals who can just grab you and slam you on the ground. So he's not known for wrestling. Obviously, his takedown defense isn't elite. But at middleweight, you the people just aren't that big that can just grab him and take him down like a Jan Blahovic. So, but here comes the thing. Marvin Vittori was able to take him down. Yeah, he Marvin did. Vittori was able to take him down. Marvin Vittori was able to eat his punches. And Marvin Vittori now is a better boxer. His hands are a lot cleaner. He hits a lot harder. He hits a lot more efficiently. And his wrestling has also improved a lot. So, and he's a big middleweight as well. Marvin Vittori, just like, uh, what's his name? Just like Arasanya, just like the other guy, man, that Marvin Vittori was supposed to fight, but he broke his collarbone. Darren Till, just like Till. Vittori, Till, Adesanya, all these guys are really big middleweights. So it's going to be interesting that with a now that he has better wrestling, now that he has better boxing, this is a very, very interesting fight to me. I'm very, very interested in this fight because this is a much, much more improved Marvin Vittori against an Israel Adesanya that has lost his sort of aura of invincibility. Great fight. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, here's the question. Let's take this one. While it's too early for Chimaev, but what do you think? Will, who would give Chimaev a tougher fight? Usman or Izzy, for argument's sake? I think both. Both of them. Uh, so, but no. So, let's take this. So, obviously, you know, you're most likely you're going to have uh, Chimaev and Neil Magny uh, yeah. who are going to be fighting, right? So, that's going to be the case. So, here's the thing. Now, let's say, I'm just saying, for argument's sake, let's say Chimaev beats Neil Magny. Uh, I, I, it's not outside the purview of possibility that Chimaev beats him. Yeah. That too comfortably. Then who do you put Chimaev against next? Because for Chimaev to get to a title shot, at, at most, he, at the least, he has to win at least two to three more fights. So, do you give him Michael Chiesa? Because Chiesa beat uh, Magny. And if uh, Chimaev beats Magni, then maybe you can have a Chimaev versus Kiesa case. I think and that's a then good yeah. I think that, and then maybe because Till is injured right now, and we know for sure that Robert Whitaker is going to get the next title shot. So how do you make the next matchups in the middleweight outside the title picture? So do you do Till and, versus and another thing of, with welterweight Kushal is what do we we don't know what's happening? What what Masvidal wants to do? Like he lost, but he's still a big star. So we don't know what Masvidal wants to do. And he's still in the top five in, in welterweight. So he's also a guy in there that, you know, people want to fight because you know that if I'm fighting Masvidal, that means just like McGregor, I'm going to be making a lot of money. Yeah, true. But no, so I was looking at Chimaev at the middleweight uh, scenario. So okay. Do you think if Chimaev wins against Kiesa, then do you think Chimaev goes against Till or uh, Cannoneer? That's a good question. He might want to wait for Till. I or, think that would be a good fight. Or hmm. Costa Bohashinia. That I would be a killer fight. Yeah, that Chimaya would be a good fight. Bohashinia. I would love to see Chimaya versus Till because I think that's a great fight. Just stylistically, oh, yeah. that's a great fight. Yeah. It's a wonderful yeah. fight. But it depends on where Chimaya wants to fight. Like if he wants to stick around and go for one of the belts, then... Is he going to stick around at welterweight? Is he going to stick around at middleweight? That's going to be the question. Like, where does he want to really fight? Because Neil Magny is a welterweight, right? Yeah. So, 
does he want to stick around, beat Neil Magny, and then go for the welterweight title against Usman? Or do you want to beat Neil Magny and keep jumping between... Uh, That's the thing now with Shimaev, it's so confusing. He fights welterweight, then he fights middleweight. Yeah. And, you know, he could create that confusion because he you get a title shot by a win streak. So he could have one win in 170, one win in 185, and he can claim a title shot by confusing the shit out of people in <laughs> divisions. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. So he could get. So where do you think Chimaev could get a faster title shot if he won? I think 185, not 175. Yeah, I think 185. I think 185. It, it, I mean, who is who is there in the in welterweight? If you look at welterweight corner, welterweight. Let me look at the welterweight ranking. So you have Kamaru who's one who's the champion. Colby Covington is right after him. So they're going to be mm. fighting. Then you have Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal who. Both have been beaten by Kamaru Usman, so they should not be the next in line for a title shot. So if Chimaev comes in, beats Neil Magny, maybe then you can set up a Neil Magny ver uh, Chimaev versus Michael Chiesa fight. I think that's a good fight to have. And then if you if you beat Michael Chiesa, you can make a very good case for the title. So in two fights, you can have Chimaev making a very good case to be a title contender. And knowing UFC the way they are. Yeah, they'll, it's they'll not push outside him. the purview of possibility. Yeah, right? they'll push him. They they already want to push Chimaev. They they want to any big Dagestani that comes in, any talented Dagestani, <laughs> they want to push him. Dagestani yeah, isko lagao, isko lagao, aage badao. yeah, so that's the thing. So that, that's what my my Mooch you know, or aage badao. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Allowed me a yeah, that, that's true. So Sushant has asked this question. I want to see Max versus Poirier one day. Do you? I mean, honestly. I don't know, man. There's just a big size gap. Size gap yeah, a difference. That's I, what I, I saw. I, I love Max at 145. I don't yeah, like Max at 155. Yeah. yeah. Poirier was so much bigger than him. Just so much bigger than him. I just don't think he'll ever be able to get to that size. Yeah. I, I really did not. Look, Max is a great fighter. I honestly think he won the second Volkanovski fight. I was shocked when I they, was also you know, gave, yeah, they gave it to Volkanovski. I was like, the, kya ho that's the weird thing, na. So sometimes you have people that over that give too many marks to, or too many points to takedowns, and then in other fights they give too few marks to takedowns. Like for example, you had a fight recently that I saw. I don't know which one it was, but it was. I think it was on the fight night. Um, was it on this one or was it on the previous one? I can't remember. Let me see if it Ponsi was. Wali. On... Yeah, TJ something. His name was. Uh, no, it was. I think might have been in Prohaska versus Reyes. Uh, what was that guy's name? TJ something. Yeah, TJ Brown versus Kai Kamaka. So in the TJ Brown versus Kai Kamaka fight, I remember they gave. TJ Brown a unanimous decision, even though Kai Kamaka had uh, taken down TJ Brown a number of times. And I don't have a problem with TJ Brown winning that fight because I thought he won that fight as well. But a unanimous decision is what I was surprised by. That's what Michael Bisping said on the commentary as well, that you want to give him a split decision, I get it. But you, how do you give him a unanimous decision after Kai Kamaka took him down so many times? And that's what I get confused about all the time. That sometimes you overestimate takedowns, sometimes you underestimate takedowns. So how do you judge takedowns? I have no idea. That's why I always get confused when I watch the fight, the Max Holloway versus Volkanovski fight, because I have no idea how judges are scoring takedowns these days. So let's talk about this. He says he won 
round three, four, five. This is where I disagree. Volk one, four, and five. I think Max won one, yeah. two, and three. Yes, that's what I. That's that's I think was the general consensus. Even the commentary was like four and five. Volkanovski has not a problem. It's one, two, three, which is up for discussion. Which I thought Max won all three of them. Yeah, so so that's there. Now let's get into some other uh, you know mixed martial art promotions. So I'm going to talk about PFL three. Some just two two things stood out for me. So there was a Fabricio Verdum versus Henan Fajera fight. Now there was a little bit of a controversy in that fight where a video suggests that uh, you know uh, Fajera had clearly tapped uh, when uh, Fabricio Verdum had him in a triangle choke and yeah. basically it was not seen by referee Keith Peterson and then eventually basically it resulted in Fabricio Verdum losing in the first round TKO. So that was there and but the main obviously result was the star, the main face of PFL, which is Kayla Harrison versus Mariana Moraes. It was an absolute, you know, demolition by <laughs> Kayla Harrison. So yeah. here's the thing, Sham. Let us talk about Kayla Harrison. For people who don't know, she's a two-time Olympic judo gold medalist yeah. and an absolute powerhouse, if that is the word. 155 pound fighter can make 145 by the way but it is a, she's against weight cutting so yeah. she only fights 145 i have never seen her talk trash but it was very interesting sham i don't know if you saw her interview this time post fight no, interview yeah. oh she, she, it was interesting you so everybody go and see kayla's word uh, words after this fight and it's very interesting she's like look enough is enough i am the best fighter in women's MMA, period. This is the first time oh, I've seen period. Kayla. Okay. Yeah, 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 Kayla Harrison basically said that. Now, Sham, obviously she's just playing out her PFL contract. Of course. Which, when do you think Kayla, who do you think is going to poach Kayla Harrison? Is it going to be Bellator or is it going to be UFC? I mean, it's probably going to be UFC. It's probably going to be UFC looking at her because they're, they, they know KAR. Their only good divisions right now are 115 is the only really, really good division that the UFC has with Rose Nama Yunus and Zhang Veli and Yona Yendrechek. That's the really, really good competitive division that they have. Yeah. The division with Valentina Shevchenko, unfortunately, is not competitive. The two divisions that, uh, what's her name? Um, Amanda Nunes fights in, they're not competitive at all. Not even close. But if you have a division in Exactly. So it's not even a division, basically. So 135 is not very competitive because uh, Amanda Nunes has eaten everyone. 125 mm. is not competitive because um, Shevchenko has beaten everyone. 115 is the only sort of competitive division. So UFC is looking to fold up 145 and 135. Or you import some kind of talent or you develop some kind of talent that can actually fight these women and give these women some kind of competition. And in that sense, UFC should be looking at let's Let's get this girl in. If this girl is beating the shit out of people in PFL, if, she's, if she can be a star here, if she has the potential to challenge Amanda Nunes, let's get her in. If they're smart, if they're smart, that's what they're going to try and do. I'll tell you why both Bellator and UFC will be interested. For yeah. Kayla. If UFC has Amanda, Bellator has Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. Boss, these are the two greatest women. I still believe 
Chris Cyborg is the greatest female fighter ever. People can disagree with me. That's yeah. fine. I mean, it's a free world. If, if she would have agreed to a second fight with uh, what's her name, Nunes, I would have, I would have been more generous to her. I I wish we could have gotten that second fight with her and Nunes because I think in the first fight. You know that's what happens with like fighters who have never been beaten, never even been touched properly. Mm-hmm. They think that nothing can touch them, and then they get touched. And that's what happened with Anderson Silva with Chris Weidman as well. He was just joking around. He was like, "Arey, yes. mere ko kya, mera kya bigad lega tu saale." That's yep. what he was doing. That's what happened with Chris Cyborg as well. She was just like, "I'm gonna walk up to this lady. I'm gonna punch her in the face. She's gonna die, and then I'm gonna win." And that's not what happened. So I wish we could have gotten a second fight with smart Cyborg. Who knows what Nunes can do, and then can adjust and then fight a proper fight? I wish we could have gotten that. Yeah, so th- that's the thing. So for me, as far as I'm concerned, I think uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, I will not be surprised if Kayla Harrison ends up in Bellator, and uh, she fights Cyborg there. Uh, obviously, the first fight will never be a title fight. They will yeah. give her one fight, and then the next fight will be a title fight, whether oh. it's a uh, UFC or whether it's Bellator. That's going to happen. So, so if you And, and I'll, I'll tell you why I'm trying to cover other promotions too, because there is this mythology being promoted that there's only UFC. Believe me, there are some amazing promotions out there. Oh yeah! And if you are a mixed martial arts fan, uh, I, you know Josh Thompson from the Weighing In podcast explains it the best way. He's like, don't go with the promotion, go with the fighter. And yeah. I can tell you a good fighter, and then go and watch that fighter, like. Let's say Bellator, Jaroslav Amosov. He's undefeated. He's the yeah. only undefeated fighter right now because Khabib is retired. So uh, that's not his problem. Khabib retired. Yeah. So Jaroslav Amosov is a killer. Now, now why would you not want to follow Bellator for that? Now, yes, as an Indian fan, this is my complaint. अबे दिखाओ तो सही इंडिया में दिखाते भी नहीं हो. पहले आती थी डी स्पोर्ट्स पे बेलेटोर अभी वो भी आना बंद हो गई है अभी देखने को ही नहीं मिलता है हमको बेलेटोर देखने को ही नहीं मिलता है सो सो प्लीज आई मीन यूएफसी कम से कम इंडिया में आ तो रही है वन चैंपियनशिप आती है इंडिया में नाउ नाउ वन चैंपियनशिप हैज सो मेनी गुड फाइटर्स नाउ देखो अभी ये डीजे गया है डेमिट्रियस जॉनसन और तुम्हारा वो टेक्सिस का फाइटर कौन सा था यार वो हंड्रेड एंड में मैं नाम भूल गया उसका यूएफसी से और ऑब्वियसली 155 पाउंड में अपना ये कौन गया यार अल्वरेज जो अल्वरेज गया अल्वरेज लॉस्ट हिज लास्ट फाइट या एंड ही इज लॉस्ट अनदर वन बिफोर दैट टिमथी नास्टिगुकन को इन वन चैंपियनशिप सो देयर इज दिस थिंग नहीं यूएफसी के सारे फाइटर्स सब चाहते लुक देयर आर सम किलर्स आउट देयर एंड प्रोहाशका इज द बिगेस्ट एविडेंस ऑफ दैट ही केप्ट ऑन विनिंग आउटसाइड गेची गेची केप्ट ऑन विनिंग आउटसाइड एंड देन दे कम इन दिस प्रमोशन सो इट्स नॉट लाइक you know there are not good promotions out there so now i want to talk about another great card that just finished bellator 258 now mm. so uh, we're not going to talk about the undercard but yeah. i think all four fights were amazing did you see that kick of michael venom page against derek anderson <laughs> did the teeth come out and shit no uska naak toot gaya uska naak toot gaya naak toot gaya ha ha oh my That's god that i was like oh oh <laughs> It's a It's nasty injury, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> speaking of nasty injuries, ever since that Chris Weidman injury, I have not been able to watch any fight properly because every time I see someone throw a leg kick, I'm just like, make, 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 make. I don't want to see it. I just get. And DC was talking about it on the commentary on last fight night as well. He, DC was just like, 
I don't know how to comment any commentate anymore because every time I see somebody throw a leg kick, I just get really scared. My heart just stops beating. I'm like, dude, I don't know when that'll get out of my head. That vision because I saw it live. I saw it happen. I saw the whole thing play out. And I was just like, in even after that fight, right after that fight, there was another fight where people were throwing leg kicks, and I'm like, "Why leg kick? Mat karo, yar. I don't want to see another one of these." And so, you know what? That nose injury was worse than Mike Perry's nose injury. Yeah. I mean, when Mike Perry got knocked, I saw that. I thought, "I can't be so bad." Then Derek Anderson said, "Look, I'll tell you. 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 I'll people they always talk down on michael venom page are wo nalle fighters ko ladta hai ya nallo ko nahi ladta shayad wo itna acha hai ki wo logo ko nalla dikhta hai ki wo itna acha fighter hai so thoda izzat karo michael you know venom page ki bichara see douglas lima ko haarna koi sharam ki baat nahi hai douglas lima is as elite as it gets बट अभी जो बेलेटर उसको फाइट्स देगा यू नो माइकल वेनम पेज इज ओनली गोइंग टू और क्या करेगा सबको तो हराते रहता है सिर्फ लीमा से तो हारा है और तो किसी से हारा नहीं है देन ऑब्वियसली देयर वाज द अदर फाइट देयर इज अ गुड राइवलरी हां बाय द वे द पीटर क्वीली डिफीटेड पैट्रिकी फ्रेरी बेसिकली वन ऑफ द पिटबुल ब्रदर्स आई डोंट नो इफ यू नो दिस राइवलरी बिटवीन SPG's camp and uh, SPG's camp and this is the McGregor camp versus these guys, mm. the pit bulls. So in logi, अच्छी rivalry चल रही है. It's very interesting rivalry between two camps. Uh, so this time they got one over them. So th- th- this was another <laughs> good fight. And uh, now I want to talk about the one fighter that you know I used to miss a lot, Anthony Johnson versus Jose mm. Augusto. What a fight! What a fight! Well, did you see Rumble after the fight? Oh yes, Did I did see. see what, he was crying, man. Which was a roar, Ata. He won the fight, but he was actually like crying during the press conference. He was yeah. like, "This is the most embarrassing moment of my life. I've never been in a more embarrassing fight. Like I have lost fights. I've been choked out, but this was the most embarrassing moment of my life." And I suppose I kind of get it because Rumble doesn't really get hit that cleanly that often. You know, he doesn't get. He gets taken down. He gets like dominated on the ground, but. He doesn't get hit that cleanly, so his his boxing who's was just not as good. Other than Daniel Cormier, who has dominated? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like idea. he got dominated on the ground by DC, but like he doesn't get hit like that. He doesn't get punched like that. He doesn't get like wobbled like that. That yeah. was completely new territory for him. It was crazy. I, I mean, uh, and you know, all it took was. One punch One from Anthony Rumble. Yeah, that's it. And game over. It was so typical Anthony Rumble Johnson. He touches you, and then a you dynamite die. explodes. <laughs> yeah, you're just. Oh, died. 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 just uh, you know it, it, it's a crazy crazy fight i wish it would have come back to light heavyweight would have been so much fun in the ufc with rumble because there's so many like imagine rumble versus prohaska what a good fight that would have been and look people forget the one fight that never happened was rumble versus john jones john jones yeah it just couldn't happen yeah. it just couldn't happen i think rumble, of... i think jones wins that fight but still yeah. it didn't happen yeah 
Yeah, I agree too. I agree with you. And obviously, in the main card of Bellator 258, Sergio Pettis uh, defeated yeah. Juan Archulera. Again, a great performance. And, you know, credit to the Pettis brothers. So, uh, obviously, his brother won the WEC and the UFC championship. And now Sergio has won a Bellator championship. So, they have three promotions right there. And uh, brilliant. I yeah. have to say, Pettis brothers are another great you know brother uh you know set of uh, two fighters and you know I, I was really happy to see sergio perez come up so let me take a couple more here brendan shaw believes john jones can knock at least 10 regular dudes in a fight your comments you probably I, could <laughs> this is not surprising yeah. to me at all Look, he's the most he elite will... ufc fighter that has ever lived of course he can I अगर मेरे और तुम्हारे जैसे नल्ले होंगे तो दस नहीं मतलब पच्चीस ऐड कर दो हमारे जैसे नल्ले हैं तो पच्चीस को ही कर दो सो शाम मसफसीन बीजेस फेस इंजरी वर्सेस कनोल कनेलो लास्ट वीक ओके सो नाउ शाम आई एनीवेज वांटेड टू टॉक अबाउट इट आल्सो When's the Arsenal podcast coming after Spotify takes it's over? It's never coming. Know. They bloody suck. That's why it's never coming. Okay, and so when they get better, it'll come. All right. Now let's get into the fight. So for boxing fans, because I did want to talk about it, because again, I love boxing. So although I don't watch it as much as mixed martial arts, but when Canelo Alvarez fights, you have you better watch. And I yeah. got up in the morning and watched the fight live. So I think the zone was showing it. So you can you can always watch it on the zone. So obviously Canelo beats uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, you know they stopped the fight. Uh, they threw the towel after the eighth round ended. So Canelo won by knockout. So did you see the fight, Canelo's fight? I watched the highlights of it. Okay. Did you see what happened to? I his saw his eye? eye injury. Oh my god, dude! Of course, people are saying, "Hey, कितना कमजोर आदमी है? Why did he throw in the towel after just eight rounds? Uh, you have to be a man. You have to fight, dude. You have to care about your fighter's future as well. Look at the." state state his eye was it that's what a responsible corner should be doing they should be saying bhai we still need you to have a career we don't you to lose your eye and shit so throwing in the towel i don't i don't a lot of people are questioning that decision i'm not questioning that decision because i think the longevity of a fighter's career and the safety of the fighter should come first when it comes to his camp and i think that is the right thing and you know there was a lot of talk about the people were calling Saunders a quitter i mean who are these psychopaths bhai only only the the kind of people that call ufc fighters and professional boxers quitters are the people that have never been punched in the face i have been punched in the face i know what it feels like whoever has been punched in the face in their lives knows exactly what it feels like so unless you don't unless you've been punched in the face a number of times in your life Don't go and call other people quitters. You don't know what it takes to take a punch in the face. No, most people don't know in their lives. Only those freaking elite fighters know. So when your eye is is has the halat jesi halat Billy Joe Saunders ki ho rakhi thi, I think the corner did the right thing. Yeah, and and what the hell? I mean, it's a completely different mindset to take a punch. Yeah. I mean, सोचो कोई तुमको पंच मारते जा रहा है और तुम फिर भी उसके साथ वही चीज कर रहे हो मतलब yeah. समझ रहे हो क्या बात कर रहे हो एक मुक्का छोड़ा थप्पड़ भी नहीं खाया होगा अपनी लाइफ में और वो ऐसी बातें करते मतलब शर्म नहीं आती वहां yeah. आ जाते हैं ऐसी टुच्ची बातें करने के लिए बट हिज दिंग सो अगेन व्हाट्स Think Canelo's camp is saying that they will fight Caleb Plant and maybe they want they to want unify, to unify all the belts. Yeah, 
yeah they want to unify all the 168 uh, pound belts and then pehle uske camp ne bola tha ki hum nahi karenge but now they have given a hint that they are interested in going up a weight class 175 pounds and they mm-hmm. want to fight berbiev now that is a killer fight yeah that is a killer fight i don't know if canelo's power could transfer to 175 pounds yeah. it has transferred to 168 pounds uh, it is quite obvious also canelo has shown interest in you know uska you know forever romantic fight partner forever triple g <laughs> so, so yeah. they, 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 aur kuch to mila nahi and, and this is the thing that bothers me about boxing man it's so different the culture in boxing and mma right mma mein aapko tune up fights milti nahi hai aapko seedha dal dete ha chal lad tune do jeet liye bahut zyada jeet liye isko dalo top 10 ke sath isko thukwao and yeah. uh, boxing mein they keep on you know giving you these kinds of facts i i don't know why they do it uh, i mean i don't know I don't know why yeah. boxing is the way. एक तो boxing में मेरे को समझ नहीं पड़ता है कितने division है, कितने belts है, दो belts के अंदर belts हैं. I have not kept track for years of boxing में होता है. You can't. Last it, time I paid attention was when uh, when what's his Klitschko's were fighting. That was the last time I paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. They they call it the most boring era of boxing because. <laughs> I know, but I liked. I liked. Uh, what's his name? Vladimir. Vla- Vladimir was the older brother or younger brother? Yeah, Vladimir was the older. Who's Vlad- the was the older. Vladimir Vi- was the older. Uh, Vladimir Vitali was the older one. Vladimir Klitschko's fl- fight was the last fight I watched, and maybe, maybe the no, the last fight I watched in boxing was Fury versus uh, Duante Wilder. Duante Wilder. That was the last Wilder. one I watched. I haven't watched any boxing after that. I only like watching heavyweights. in boxing i don't like watching yeah. any other weight class to be honest i'll watch if vasily lomachenko fights i'll watch that yeah uh, i only like heavyweight fights in boxing <laughs> that's uh, it. i'll watch i'll watch <laughs> say so, i know six or seven boxers i'll always watch their fights other yeah. than that yeah even i don't follow boxing uh, you know all that much there's Two a question news- here uh, from bugsy he was asking what about indians future in ufc provided we have strong wrestling background Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to take that, but before I take that question, mm. let's uh, make two more. Uh, you know, I wanted to share two more news. So Alan Joban re- mm. announces retirement from mixed martial arts. So in case you don't know, he had you know good fights against Bilal Muhammad, Mike Perry, Ben Saunders, and his last fight was a victory over Jared Gordon. So Joban, I think now works in the broadcast team in UFC, and so he has. Linking करा लड़का तो. Yeah, or inside mm. the octagon maybe has. So you know, I wish. Alan Joban, all the best in his life. Yeah. And one last news before we take Bugsy's question because that's a very important question, and I wanted to keep it for the end. Gordon Ryan, the absolute god of nogi <laughs> jujitsu, is going to make his one championship debut debut in a grappling match against Shinya Aoki on Ooh. August twenty seventh. And I think Gordon Ryan is also. thinking about coming to mixed martial arts he mm-hmm. was on rogan's podcast recently yeah. and he was talking about making his mixed martial arts uh, debut i mean once again if you don't know who gordon ryan is please go and check him out just just you know he, what he does in his last uh, one of his uh, recent fights usne commentator ko jaake na ek envelope mein likh ke diya usme sirf usne triangle draw kiya tha usne bola tha ek kholna nahi फाइट के बाद खोलना बेसिकली <laughs> उसने कमेंट्री टीम को लिख के दिया था कि मैं मेरे अपोनेंट को कैसे हराऊंगा 
एंड ही लिटरली डिड दैट ही एक्चुअली यू नो इट्स वेरी फनी जुजित्सु में कोई ट्रैश टॉक नहीं करता है गॉड इज द ओनली गाय इसमें we as a society we don't do फ्री स्टाइल हम लोग दूसरा करते हैं ग्रेको रोमन करते हैं तो फ्री स्टाइल का ट्रांसफर इन टू मिक्स मार्शल ज्यादा होता है बट आई बिलीव वी हैव नो रीजन टू हैव एनी एक्सक्यूज फॉर नॉट प्रोड्यूसिंग गुड मिक्स मार्शल आर्टिस्ट वी ऑलरेडी सी रितु फोगट मेकिंग स्मॉल बेबी टेकिंग स्मॉल बेबी स्टेप्स इन वन चैंपियनशिप वी हैव टू थ्री अदर फाइटर्स इन वन चैंपियनशिप सॉन्ग ये डोंग ने किसी एक इंडियन फाइटर को फाइट किया था यूएफसी में और वो हार गया था आई फॉरगॉट हिज आई थिंक भुल्लड़ सम भुल्लड़ नहीं नहीं अर्जुन भुल्लड़ तो कैनेडियन है वो काय का इंडियन है यार वो कनाडा में पैदा हुआ कैनेडियन है वो इंडियन है अभी वो दिस फाइटिंग फॉर द हेवीवेट टाइटल बाय द वे इन वन चैंपियनशिप अर्जुन भुल्लड उसकी फाइट है अभी फाइटिंग फॉर द हेवीवेट टाइटल मगर आई डोंट कंसीडर अर्जुन एन इंडियन ही इज जस्ट ऑफ इंडियन ओरिजिन ही इज अ कैनेडियन ही फॉट इन द कैनेडियन ओलंपिक टीम आल्सो टू बी वेरी ऑनेस्ट सो आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट यू नो फाइटर्स इन इंडिया I think Ritu is the hmm. first big name we have. Like big, big. I name. think what we need is like a Zhang Weili type. Like we need a, a successful Indian MMA uh, person that that can show other people that this is a legitimate career option for you. That if your wrestling background is, if your box, itne saare boxer in India me, itne saare wrestlers in India me, unko bas dikhani ki zarurat hai ki this is a legitimate career option for you. आपको ओलंपिक में जाने के बाद आप सब्जी बेच रहे हो सड़कों पे आके उससे अच्छा है यार थोड़ा एमएमए की मेहनत करो यू कैन मेक अ लूक्रेटिव करियर इतने सारे प्रमोशन है आजकल फाइट करने के लिए साला इंडिया में भी प्रमोशन आ गए अब तो यू हैव ऑप्शंस यू डोंट हैव टू जस्ट गो लुक फॉर दिल्पिक्स में जगह मिल जाए ओलंपिक्स में जगह मिल जाए नाउ दिस जेन्यून करियर ऑप्शन फॉर पीपल टू गो एंड फाइट एंड इंडिया प्रोड्यूस लॉर्ड ऑफ गुड रेस्लर्स लॉर्ड ऑफ गुड बॉक्सर्स तो बिल्डिंग ब्लॉक्स फॉर एम एम आर देयर But oh, did you see that video of a boxer driving that auto rickshaw? वही तो बात है. That's the thing. I, it, I it, did, but this is heart. this is the avenue, right? This is the avenue that they have. क्योंकि इंडिया में बॉक्सर के पास एवेन्यू क्या है? अच्छा ठीक है ओलिम्पिक्स में लड़ली, एशियन गेम्स में लड़ली. क्या उसमें चवन्नी या ठन्नी मिलेगी तुमको कमाने को? Hmm. But अगर आप MMA में जाते हो, तो if you're actually any good, sky's the limit, yeah. Yeah, but again, what is the infrastructure for mixed martial arts in India, right? Ritu does not train in India, right? Yeah, Ritu trains in Singapore. But banana me man, you know, if there's some dedication, if there's a couple of people that are, that that are dedicated, to utni mehnat nahi lagti. Sala Dagestan me kya infrastructure hai? Or bana liya na unhone? Because people were passionate about it. Bana liya unhone? You can't tell me ki Dagestani ka sala infrastructure India se better. We can do it. It's just we you just need. people with a vision you just need a couple of coaches couple of fighters with a vision ki nahi yaar apne ko sabji nahi bechni apne ko truck nahi chalana apne ko jo humne sikha hai skills wo skills ko istemal karna i really really hope that government to nahi karegi i don't expect the government to do anything but i i expect people you know coaches smart coaches smart fighters to be like yaar yahan par ek hamare paas there's a pathway here let's take it yeah and and i also want to talk about this because i face this all the time so what do we do there is 
heavy stigma against combat sports. Heavy stigma. Mano ya na mano. Maramari karte ho. Ek dusre ko marne wale logo ko dekhte ho. Maramari karte ho. But let's talk about this. Look, we. Bhaiya, ham shastra puja karne wale desh hai. Kya naatak karne hai aap log? Okay. See, see. Again, look. This is a problem. Bugsy. I live in yeah. Pune. There are zero BJJ trainers. और on this podcast is we want to normalize combat sports in india hmm. you know there are i mean wrestling is also a combat sport tumko kushti se to problem nahi hoti yeah kushti bhi combat sport hai bhaiya usse to koi kisi ko problem nahi hai dekho hamara haryana mein kitna acha culture hai yeah. guru ji ne kaisa culture banaya hua hai sare wrestler kushti wale haryana se aate bhai boxer ka bhi culture bana lo mixed martial arts ka bhi culture bana imagine you know there are so you know story after story of people you know without any direction in their life yeah oh let's say mike tyson mike tyson was doing shoplifting until customardo got that kid trained him saved his life mm-hmm. what does mike tyson say boxing saved me saved my life yeah you have story i have only heard of one person from a privileged background who was crazy enough to get into mixed martial arts that is bj pen yeah everybody else comes from a you know you know dicey background where they were bullied in their life they had something bad happening they, to them prohaska has the same story yeah mm, he was a juvenile offender and look it look see this is another comment palash says mma is too brutal for india what why MMA is too brutal for India, but why is it so brutal for India? Let, mm. I, I want to ask you. Oh, yeah, rose terrorism or what's up? Or I'm I'm bunda gardi to, but I celebrate. करते हैं लोग इस देश में. You know, for machismo में घूमते रहते हैं. मगर MMA is too brutal. क्या brutal है उसमें? खून निकालने के लिए brutal. शिवाजी का देश है, पृथ्वीराज चौहान का देश है, गुरु गोविंद का देश है. यहाँ कुछ भी brutal नहीं है. ये साला शस्त्रों से प्यार करने वाला देश है. This this country has no problem with violence. So here, I think again it needs it needs people with vision. It, government does not have vision, so I don't expect anything with the, from the government. But it needs coaches. It needs you know athletes with vision. That, boy, these girls have so much talent. Why are these girls so talented? Why are we spending so much time in this talent? Why are we spending so much time in the Olympics? What will they become? What will they become? अगर हमने इनका एमएमए में करियर बनाना शुरू कर दिया तो ओलंपिक्स विल टेक केयर ऑफ इट सेल्फ इफ दिस किड्स आर सीइंग कि वी कैन मेक अ वेरी वेरी गुड लिविंग जस्ट फाइटिंग एमएमए तो ओलंपिक्स में तो खुद जाने लगेंगे यू कैन क्रिएट अ कोर ऑफ पीपल फाइटिंग गोइंग टू दलिम्पिक्स जस्ट फ्रॉम ऑल दीज किंग एमएमए फॉर मनी बॉक्सिंग इज फेमस इन इंडिया मेरी इज देर एंड देन अपना बॉक्सिंग में और एंड यू नो दीपल से एम एम ए में ब्रेन डैमेज होता है भाई स्टडीज आफ्टर स्टडीज सबसे ज्यादा आपको 
ब्रेन डैमेज अमेरिकन फुटबॉल में होता है कॉम्बैट स्पोर्ट्स में बॉक्सिंग हैज मोर ब्रेन ट्रामा बिकॉज यू हैव यू नो यू कांट किक सो दे कीप हिटिंग द हेड सो बॉक्सिंग एक्चुअली हैज मोर ट्रामा सो इफ दैट इज अ केस वी हैव टू चेंज आर एटीट्यूड एनीवेज चलो लेट अस यू नो शाम लेट अस रैप थिंग्स अप फॉर द डे टुडे सो एनीथिंग एल्स बिफोर वी यू नो क्लोज थिंग्स एनीथिंग एल्स यू वांट टू टॉक अबाउट वन लास्ट थिंग दैट मे बी वी हैव मिस्ड आउट no i would just say yaar if you get a chance watch the sport popularize the sport talk about the sport you know <laughs> jab bhi jab bhi ufc india tweet karta hai usko retweet karo kam se kam unke follower badhao that's what i would tell them ki whenever ufc india tweet something retweet them so that ufc realizes ki acha india mein logo ko interest hai you know what i would love to see in the future is you know 20 years down the line is not going to happen anytime soon but maybe 20 years down the line i'd love to come and visit india see like a ufc event in india and have a bunch of ufc you know uh, indian fighters fighting in the ufc that'll be fun to watch abhi dekho dena white jo hai uncle dena uh, africa mein organize karwa rahe hai na kyunki teen teen champion aa gaye inke paas africa se so now they're organizing an event in africa that's what we need to do and you see how in the next 10 20 years mma is going to explode in africa there's going to be champion after champion murderer after murderer coming out of africa in the next 10 15 years you just wait and watch i would like to see that happen in india because that, that's a real that's a legitimate career option for a lot of kids then yeah i agree and you know what all i want to say is before i wrap things up today is have an open mind watch mixed martial arts watch boxing watch wrestling just give combat sports a chance a country yeah. with so you know we have we are a country with bare minimum options please give combat sports a chance and please give channels like us who want to talk about combat sports a chance yeah so on that note i lent today's podcast sham thanks a lot as always it is always fun talking mixed martial arts with you and you know please go and subscribe to sham's channel and obviously subscribe to this channel leave a comment like the video become a member on patreon on youtube buy the merch you know everything i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care goodbye